What's going on, everybody? This is Noah Alvarez, and you are tuned into another episode of the Mike and I podcast, episode 137. Wow. A lot of episodes into the podcast, and hey, give yourself a little pat on the back. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. Happy holidays to everybody. I'm recording this on Thursday, December 24th, Christmas Eve. But just to be all-inclusive to all the holidays around this time, happy holidays to every single one of you. Also, did want to shout out to my man, Generic Sports, for producing the instrumental playing in the background. You can check out more of his work on SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search up Generic Sports, as well as did want to shout out to my man, Vince Correa, for designing the My Mike and I logo that you are seeing in your screen. He also helps out a ton, too, with the My Mike and I Instagram page and the graphics that go into that as well. At my period Mike and period I, if you're on Instagram, that's at my period Mike and period I, if you're on Instagram. I like to promote the shows, obviously have some video snippets from the YouTube channel, as well as maybe do some, uh, you know, audio clips. Also, maybe highlight a quote or two from a, uh, from a guest if they have something really impactful to say. So, yeah, it's definitely a good... Uh, Definitely a good platform and a good good way to reach me out. Good good way to reach out to me too if you're interested in being on the show, and uh, also on Twitter at underscore Noah Alvarez. Those are the two best platforms, like I said, to reach out to me if you're interested in being on the show, to give any feedback on the show, and so on and so forth. Now, I also wanted to plug really quick too because I've I've started a few different projects this year and different podcasts and you know just to kind of you know kind of. Um, I guess refresh and kind to update the situations with the different podcasts. I do have a sports podcast. It's called Double Down Sports with Alvarez and Romero. That's myself and my buddy Alec Romero from college. We started a sports podcast every other week. You can follow us on every platform. We don't have any visuals for that yet, so it's just audio, Apple, um, Google Play, Spotify as well. You can check us out on those, uh, and we have a Instagram and Twitter page for those as well. It's DBLE Down Sports. That's DBLE Down Sports on Twitter and Instagram. So shout out to Alec Romero, man. You know, super grateful that he reached out to me this summer. We started this podcast around when sports started coming back around July, or I want to say maybe in June. So we uh, started that. Been going on for about half a year now. So we got a good episode coming out this upcoming week, the week of. Uh, Christmas, I guess you could say, I think it's going to come out December 28th on that Monday, and then I um, also got a few other podcasts too to tell you about, I got the Lock Talk podcast, it was originally started as part of the Locker Room Sports website that me and some friends had um, put together, while that website is no longer up and available anymore, we did want to continue the podcast, a lot of the writers, myself, Eddie, Andre, Max Jacobs, um, I'm drawing a blank on some of the names, Andrew Pasquini, Monica Zepeda, Nick Kuniki, George Galvan, all those guys, they're a part of it. Basically, we don't have everybody on each episode, but basically whoever comes, we talk about a series of different things that's happening in the pop culture world, also on the Twitter world, also in sports world as well. It's kind of like a around the horn type format show, so definitely check those out. Those come out every Thursday. We uh, do record those on Wednesday nights. And then I also have a new podcast that I'm starting up with a friend named Mac. Mac is a, a co-worker of mine. And we, we, we started the Cut That Shit Out prod project, and we had to put that on pause right now just because of schedule differences with the third member. But Mac and I, we did start a true crime podcast. So for those of you who are into true crime, you can check out Sip of Crime with myself and Mac. 
I'm not gonna even try and say your last name because I think I'm gonna butcher it. That's Sip of Crime with myself and Mac. So yeah, those are the podcasts that um, I'm starting or have started this year. I got another podcast too coming with my homie Jacob Fanshawe as well. So be on the lookout for that as well as potentially another podcast with Maserati and Trey Hendricks as well. So us three on a podcast and myself and Jacob Fanshawe on a podcast. And the reason I'm telling you all this is just because, you know, uh, you know, I want to want to manifest things. But two, you know, just be on the lookout for all the projects that I got coming out. You know, this year, while it hasn't been the greatest and smoothest of years, I've definitely taken more initiative to be more hungry in my dream chasing, to be more determined, to be more self-sufficient, to be more of a self-starter, too. You know, I think that was the biggest thing. I was always waiting for a platform or waiting for a news uh, website or waiting for a, a different platform to kind of give me the chance to voice my opinion on certain things. But, you know, with the power of technology and just, you know, a few a uh, few videos on YouTube and stuff like that on how to start different things. You know, I'm taking more initiative this year. And yeah, I'm going to go ahead and end the rant right there. Now let's go ahead and get into this week's guest for episode 137. Can I get a drum roll, please? The guest for this week's episode is none other than Brown96. Brown96 is a poet. He's a writer. And most importantly... He's the host of his own podcast, the Hip Hop Spot Podcast. You can check out his podcast on Instagram. Just search up the Hip Hop Spot Podcast. No tricky spellings or underscores on that. And just check him out too on all the listening platforms. Audio only, I believe. It's on uh, Apple, obviously, Spotify, TuneIn, uh, iHeartRadio, Pandora, all those different things. He does have a YouTube channel as well. You can click that link in his Instagram bio. Just search up the Hip Hop Spot Podcast. So yeah, we have a fun conversation talking about being a Chicano, growing up in Salinas, and a lot of different things surrounding the culture. So I hope you guys enjoy the conversation with Brown96 and myself. All right, cool. So again, thank you for being on the show. First question I wanted to ask you, how did you come up with the name Brown96? Brown96, well, initially I was uh, I was uh, known as Brown P for Brown Pride. I just, you know what I mean? It just... For my people and stuff, um, Brown Nine Six. I switched it up because uh, I wanted to give that hip hop element because I was introduced into hip hop like you know what I mean I was listening to hip hop in 1996. That's hey, when I was hey. like you know what what is this like <laughs> I was already listening to oldies. I was listening to like you know what I mean to freestyle music and stuff like that. And then I noticed that hip hop was uh, incorporating all these elements into into its own you know genre. And I was like man, what is this? And I started getting heavy into it. You know what I mean? I got introduced into the Nas, into the, you know what I mean? Gang stars, into the Biggies, Tupac, all that stuff. And I was like, damn, what is this? You know what I mean? I was just like, don't pound it, bro. I was just like, how is this existing? And I didn't even know about it until now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you mentioned Nas and Gangstar. Who were some of your other favorite rappers around that time? Oh, yeah. I mean, in the beginning, it was nothing but East Coast for me. Like, I was just bumping up to East Coast because that's what I was introduced to, you know, you know early on. Uh, and then after that, once I found out that my own people were doing it. I was hooked on that. You know what I mean? I was uh, I was hooked on the whole ALT, on the whole uh, uh, um, Frost, on you know uh, proper dolls, you know lighter shit of brown. I was just hooked on that, and I've been you know fucking with it ever since. Yeah. So I'm a little younger than you, but like, how was it? How do you? I guess because like right now we can obviously go to Spotify, Apple, yeah. the internet, right? We can search up all kinds of music. But how was? How did you discover new artists back then before like this internet? 
Oh yeah, I mean just you know friends, uh, stores. We actually had music stores back then. <laughs> it was like the Sam Goodies, you know what I mean? Sam Goodies was a shit. That was at uh, you know at, at malls and stuff like that was all heavy in malls. So mm -hmm. uh, just you know places like that, you know you see, you get to witness certain things that like you don't get to see on TV much, which you know which are you know Latinos within within rap within hip hop. Uh, you weren't seeing that on TV much, uh, and if you were. It was on some like Kid Frost level, you know what I mean? It was not on some, uh, you know, underground type stuff. So uh, that's pretty much where it was. Right on, right on. Who was like the first Latino rapper that you kind of, that you saw and that you heard of? And then you're like, damn, this like, this goes hard. That's a good question, bro. Uh, I think the first song that I heard uh, of Latinos doing it was uh, uh, Velvet. Uh, what is that? I think it's called Chicano Velvet um, mm. with uh, Baby Bash. Yeah, Baby okay. Bash. Uh, there was a, comp a compilation of uh, different artists, mm -hmm. um, and uh, it, I think it was that giant first, and then after that was Kit Frost's uh, 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 "It's a Family Affair." Okay, that, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then after that, I was like, "Damn, what is this?" Dude. <laughs> it's like I was like again, I was like, you know, it, like the Pandora's box was already was already, you know, what I mean, like kind of like finding out what hip hop is in general, and then another Pandora's box opened with hip hop within Latinos. I was like. Damn, like, I was so astounded, bro. I was, like, so, like, you know, I mean, like, a little kid, bro. And, and that was already when I was a teenager, you know what I mean? But mm -hmm. I was, I was like, a little kid in the candy store, bro. Like, you know, like, I, I couldn't get enough of it. That's tight. That's tight. So, you did you grow up out there in Salinas? Salinas, bro. Yeah, yeah. Born and raised, yeah. But uh, I actually lived, um, uh, you know, because I, I talk to people in my podcast about the fact that I have so much love for my culture, for my people, mm -hmm. and, and, and so much so that, I have experienced uh, life in uh, within Latinos in uh, up north in the Bay Area. I lived there in um, in Berkeley in Oakland for a while. Okay. And then I lived down south in um in Los Angeles and, and San Diego for a while too. So I got to experience both worlds and and they are just that. There are two different worlds, bro. Yeah. And that's why a lot of people don't understand. They uh, they don't understand each other. That's why there's conflict. The mm -hmm. uh, Bay Area is a lot of a uh, you know, there's a lot of black influence, um, you know, within it. So Latinos tend to, you know, portray that image sometimes because they're around that so much. When you're around something so much, you tend to you gravitate towards it. You tend to, uh, 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 you know, become it in a mm -hmm. way. That's, you know, that's something that gets instilled in you in some kind of way. And I don't, I don't hate on nothing like that. Like a lot of people talk and smack about people that said the N word and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I understand, like, mm -hmm. just because I don't, I choose not to for whatever reason I have, but I understand. Yeah. Like, there's nothing to bash about, you know, someone that wants to do a, something, a certain something within their style because they grew up around that. That's their thing, you know what I mean? That's yeah. what they're comfortable with. That's their comfort, you know what I mean? My yeah, comfort is something else. Everyone has their own comfort, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, especially if you're like, let's say you're the only brown kid in a, and growing up in a black mm -hmm. neighborhood, you know, all mm -hmm. your family, all your all your friends, all your neighbors, they were saying it around you. So it's just, it's probably not even that you just grew up wanting to say it just because it was just a part of life, you know? Like, I, I can I can see what you're saying by that angle. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I've only, I never really, uh, I visited Salinas once, but like, what's the Mexican or like the predominant, I guess, ethnicity and culture there that you kind of see as like the predominant force? Well, just like any other uh, any other town, bro, it's, it's, it's divided, just like in prisons, bro. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like you know everything's everything like that in life is 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 relevant within prisons within you know outside 
life, everything is similar because everyone divides themselves into their own little bubble. Mm-hmm. So like here in Salinas, the south side is um is uh predominantly white. Um, north side is combination uh black and uh Hispanic, and the rest of the town is just Hispanic, bro. Mm-hmm. Right on. Where were you do you think that's like a part of human nature or is that like another kind of outside force telling us to divide whether it's white and brown or whether it's religion whether it's based off of other kind of you know things that could divide us yeah i think socially and uh culturally uh we gravitate towards certain places towards certain uh ways of living towards uh certain um you know ways that uh, th- that is socially structured mm-hmm. i think uh when when uh uh what's it called um you know, people that, that, that work within, like, you know what I mean? Like making, making sure that certain cities are a certain way. I think they have already, they have in their mind who's going to live where just mm. based on how they structure things. Like it's no coincidence that they structure things in a certain way to look a certain way. And they put certain things in certain communities. It's no coincidence because they already have, that's like, they're already, their plan is way ahead of the community. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think it has to do a lot with, you know what I mean? How the, how the, how the structure is, how, you know what I mean? How everything is, 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 is geared towards, towards uh structure. You know what I mean? Makes sense. Yeah. I feel that like inner city, outer city, the suburbs, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, speak, sticking with Selena's and just kind of like you as a child, what were you kind of like, what were some of your interests and hobbies growing up as a kid? As a kid, you know, I was, I was outside a lot, bro had a lot of freedom because my my folks were always working um so i was like either with um with you know usually with an, an aunt or uh or like a babysitter or something and and they would really just like be like okay I'll go out there and play whatever you know and i'll be just like with the neighborhood kids you know what i mean and uh and that's what um kind of like led me towards a lot of a lot of bad choices because mm. uh you know i mean they were up to no good so i was tagging along you know and you know you know it, it is what it is but I think it's um you grow up uh knowing the the good and bad, but some of them weren't so lucky to come out of the good and bad and 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 and, and teach others that these things are like not to play with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A lot of them weren't so lucky to come out and be like, you know what, that was all BS. Like you know, no matter you know, yeah, it was fun. Some of it was fun, and um, it goes back to you know who was there. Who was there to be be there for you? That's why gangs are so popular because some of these kids don't don't uh, have anyone to look up to. They don't have anyone to go for advice. So they either turn to drugs or to something like an influence, with which usually ends up in gangs. You know what I mean? So yeah. And um, I was just fortunate not to join the gang, but I was around all that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's like the sense of community, right? Whether it's people who rave about CrossFit, people who are all about the religion, people who are all about sports, even like they just, you know, if you're a Raiders fan, you meet a Raiders fan in New England, you're like, oh, shit, like we instantly click because, hey, we're both Raiders fans. And so it's just like that sense of community. And I feel like that's the same thing with gangs. I I just think a lot of times like lower communities, they don't have proper outlets or sometimes they don't always have like, you know. Um, a proper supervision because like you know a lot of parents be working two jobs or working late so when the kid gets home from school like they kind of can do whatever and it's just it's just their product of their environment you know like they don't even want to get into the gang but whether they had an older brother an older cousin maybe an uncle or aunt that did it too 
And, and so they just kind of like brought up into it and it's all that they know, you know, they're not, they're not exposed. You know, I think that was the craziest thing I was talking with another guest is like how, he, you know, he grew up from a, he's a first generation Mexican American too, but in the summers he would go to Mexico. And like, you know, I think that's like huge because I feel like a lot of times, at least in the neighborhoods I grew up in, you know, if you don't travel in summer, you're kind of just stuck in this bubble. And that's what kind of leads you to hanging around with the neighborhood kids and maybe doing bad stuff or maybe doing stuff you probably shouldn't. You know, but like I know, like in a lot of like richer, like higher socioeconomic areas, you know, summers are meant for like traveling or going to some like weird class. I don't know. You know, what I mean, it's just like it's it's a, you know, a balance based off money, but it's unfair to the kids because they didn't do anything but just be born into that situation. Exactly. See, and you mentioned something that, you know, I mean, that, that I, I did go through my folks. We would go to uh to Mex where, mm-hmm. where we're from, from the Pueblo, you know, and then uh, we would be there every year, like at least, you know, at least once a year we would go. So I got to experience life over there too, you know, and um, I got to see the poverty over there. Mm. And that's what really, really, I think that really helped me. Like, to be real, that really helped me to be more humble, to be more uh, love, to love my own instead of, you know, have that hatred because of X, Y reasons. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A lot of people grow up with hatred towards their own because they have frustrations already growing up in a situation where it's like there's a lot of, you know, unfortunate events that happen because of economic, you know what I mean, reasons, because of, you know, a bunch of reasons. But we grew up already having that hatred. We don't know how to, no one taught us how to control our, our, our you know what I mean, our anger. A lot mm-hmm. of us have anger issues. Like, I have anger issues. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. I've, I've been teaching myself, like, meditation and all that stuff. But that came after. Like, I'm 35 now. You know what I mean? So that came way yeah. after. Like, like, someone should have sat me down and, like, this is how you can control your anger. Just how you control your emotions, like, like try this, try that. You know what I mean? No yeah. one ever sat me down to do that stuff. Not, not the school, not at home, not at church. And church, uh, uh, that's another problem, bro. Church is another problem because they say that that's the best place to, you know, to be able to, uh, to gain all the knowledge. Like that's supposedly the knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's, you know, that's another thing that kind of like pushed me away from church and push me more towards being a spiritual person and not not you know need church for that like you don't need church i mean at least i think that you don't need church um to be a better person right you you um you get to the stage in your life that you find that it's better if you look for it instead of someone telling you go to it you know Mm -hmm. what i mean yeah and um but all that bro like um made me into a better person, you know what I mean? Because I, and to this day, bro, it got engraved in my mind when I seen as a kid over there in Mexico um, that we would go to a, to a, to a church that was in that pueblo. Mm. And we were um, right there and my, my folks were praying. And I, and then this, this, this older, older man came and um, n- uh, kneeled down in front of the, the, the Jesus. Um, and he was just like out loud asking Jesus for like, you know what I mean? to at least bring some potatoes to his family that, you know, that winter. And I was like, damn. And I was like, I was like seven or eight. Something like that. I was was young. I was young, young. And I remember that. Like, and for something that just shows that things that you see as a kid do save in your mind. They do have an impact in your mind. And if you see something horrible that like, if you witness something as a kid, that just shows that if either if it's positive or negative, that will engrave in your mind and you will forever, that will forever haunt you 
either in a positive or in a negative way. So right. that's what that taught me. And all that, all that thinking about like influences and stuff like that, that's what led me into wanting to uh, learn more about the brain, about the how, how people function. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm trying to get my degree in uh, psychology right now. So that's okay. why I'm trying to do all that. It's like, it's been interesting, bro. Just like dealing with people that make certain choices in life within gangs that I seen and stuff like that. How I question myself when I was around those people, I would question myself, like, how can someone just because of a, a small problem or something, they would go out and just like they, their, their light switch just turns from like, from like normal to violent, from yeah. normal to I'm down to kill. Like, how the fuck does that function? Like in the mind, like, I was mm-hmm. so curious, bro. I was like, I was like, damn, how is that possible for a human to just like from one moment to the next? All right, let's go. Let's go ride. Let's go fucking do this. Yeah. Let's go. You know, I was like, damn, like, and little by little, I was like, this is not the people that I should be around. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was, you know, I pushed myself away from that. And, um, you know what I mean? So that's yeah, a lot of that, you know? That's dope, though. I think like growing in spirituality outside of religion is good i think religion is good in certain aspects i i think you know there's there's certain parts that i like you know i still believe in god and i grew up catholic but i just remember yeah, me too. A- around high school 17 18 like i remember i had aunts on different sides of the family and like one thing she was trying to she had like you know i learned that she was trying to have kids earlier in her life and she ended up having a few miscarriages so like it you know it didn't work out for her but then i had like another thing never tried to have kids, had three kids or four, four kids. I don't want to say by accident, but like unintentionally with different men. And, you know, she was just kind of running around and, and she's, you know, done time and done bad stuff. And I just remember like asking my mom, like, you know, how, how can like this good quote unquote, like good person, you know, a person of religion, you know, try to have kids and, and it doesn't work out for her. But then this other person breaking the law, doing bad stuff and, and you know, she gets kids like easily like that. And I remember that was the first time I kind of started questioning religion, like big time. And, and, you know, I've had my own conflict like here and there, especially as an adult, I'm 26 now and I kind of go back and forth. And and while, like I said earlier, just while I like some parts of religion, I understand that it can't be like everything. And there's, you know, I think people who it is everything sometimes to them, they're a little bit hypocritical and you can kind of see like, they kind of push stuff on you, but then they don't always follow through what they're trying to say as well. So, you know, I, I think it's just thing like certain things like institutions, religion, and, and you look at historically too, like there's been a lot of wars fought over religion. There's been a lot of conflict. There's been a lot of, you know, all kinds of arguments over religion. It's just like at the end of the day, we're all the human race, you know, doesn't matter our, our you know, our color or, or whatever we believe in, like well, at, at the end of the day, we're all the same like type of, you know, cells and DNA and yeah. that kind of thing. So I just think uh, it, it's, it can sometimes be carried away i guess is like my my final point with that religion and just like you mentioned bro anything can become a religion like in the cult like yeah. sports bro sports, sports yeah. is a big thing i've seen people die off of you know being fans mm-hmm. being hardcore fans so that's like you know what i mean that's like same equivalence as religion itself you know what i mean yeah um but like i always like i get into conflict with my mom like sometimes you know what i mean she um she's a you know what i mean she's a hardcore like you know um uh, uh, uh um you know catholic and she, and you know, what I mean, I, I ask her certain questions to her. She, she's like traditional, really traditional, you know? So it's like anything that I doubt or anything that I question, it's like already a sin for her. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. So, you know what I mean? And I respect the fact that she is still like, she lost two, two daughters. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, like when they were young, um, I never got to meet them though. But, uh, and even then, 
you would think that someone would like be like, well, God, why would you do this to me? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, why would I keep believing in you? But that's what I kind of like, you know what I mean? I think to myself, like, you know, she's so much, she believes so much, even after, you know, having two daughters, you know, pass away. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Like, I respect that, that, that she stood solid with what she believes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What, what helps her in life. Like, I tell her things like, you know, I ask her things like, well, how come, you know, uh, a person that goes to church is not always, you know what I mean? A good person. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a murderer can go to church. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but, you know, and it's just like those kind of questions. She's like, she's like, oh, well, yeah, but you have to believe. It's like a belief that it's not there, but you, ha- you know, it's there. Right. That type of thing. You know, like, you know, I, I understand that. I get that, you know, because that's the same thing as a sp- spirituality. You mm-hmm. feel you feel the difference, but you don't physically see it. Yeah. So it's it's based on 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 belief. It's based on trusting that it's there. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's either way, either way, whether you're spiritual or, or or you know, religious and believing in a certain religion, it's about the same thing as long as it helps you, you know what I mean? That, yeah, that's all I'm preaching. As long as, they, as long as it helps you, as long as it helps you to preach to others the uh, uh, a positive message. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, don't be like, don't be trying to like forcefully get people into it and tell you and, and have them tell you, nah, this is the right religion. Don't go to those religions. This is the right one because yeah. that person doesn't even know for sure. You know what I mean? There's yeah. no actual proof that that is the right religion. Yeah. But it can't help people. It can't right. help people. You know what I mean? Right, right. And I think from a grand scheme of things, you know, I'm sure there's different religions that kind of do it, but I know like Jehovah witnesses, right. Their big thing is like, they'll go door to door and kind of like preach their religion to you. And I think that sometimes wrong rubs people the wrong way. Cause it's like, well, like what you mean? Like, what, who are you to say, like, to come to my door and say like, this religion is better than what I was previously at, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's just, there's certain ways to go about it. And like sometimes coming up and saying like, this is the way, like, that's not always the best either, you know? it's not yeah i guess i guess uh some people take it as an insult because mm-hmm. they're like well who are you how can you for sure say that this is the religion to follow like what right. what is that you know like i get that i get why people get insulted you know what i mean but you know it is what it is like if, if you like everyone has a plan bro like i believe that everyone it's a plan for everyone yeah so, like there's a plan for us meeting there's a plan for us talking together yeah. about this because someone's going to listen to it and someone's going to start that's going to train someone's mind to start you know rolling and thinking about their own lives mm-hmm. how, what they need in their lives do they need religion do they need to be spiritual do they need to meditate do mm-hmm. they need a uh, whatever you know do they need to go and and donate money to a, a good cause and yeah. talking about that bro right after that that whole event that i told you that i seen in mex with the man yeah. uh, asking some potatoes um i i was so like so motivated to do good like mm. like bro like that made my mind switch from like being ignorant and like being so naive to mm-hmm. f- flipped it to like damn there's people really struggling in the world like you would i mean you would hear it in tv they would put those commercials of like you know donate money to this and that cause or yeah. whatever and you'll see it like well that's not happening here and people just like you know dismiss it like whatever you know what i mean but once you see something in front of your eyes that is real it's not just for clout it's not just for people trying to rip people off because you know what I mean? Trying to mm-hmm. rip people off on some costs like this, like it's on some real stuff. You know what I mean? When mm-hmm. you see that firsthand, it makes you into a different person, bro. Oh, and hell yeah. And I, yeah. And I know we have like the pandemic this year, COVID-19, you know, obviously been like the main theme of this year in the States and in the world really. 
but I feel like here in the United States, like there's like a big, um, there's a big homelessness problem. Right. And, and whether it's, uh, there's a lot of different factors, I'm sure. But like, that was the biggest thing for me is like, I grew up in SoCal, didn't really get to travel and see a whole lot uh, growing up as a kid. But then like college came, I had the chance to go to Sacramento. So I went to Sac State. And, and in that time, I was able to tra- like travel and see Sacramento, see Stockton, see Fresno, see a little bit of um, like Oakland and different parts of the Bay Area. And like you realize like there's homeless people everywhere. Right. From L.A. to St. Louis. I haven't gone, gone further past St. Louis, but like I've been to Dallas and Arizona and any big city you go to, like you drive around certain parts, like you're going to find homeless people and homeless people in large crowds. And it's just, it's, it's one thing that like, I guess we just so sheltered from it because we have these homes or in neighborhoods. And, you know, sometimes we think we have it bad because we're just so secluded off to our own little like bubble per se, especially now too with COVID. Cause we can't really go out and experience things a whole ton. And I, I just think it's it, it, um, it shelters us away from some of those real problems. Like you said, you can see it on TV, but until you see it firsthand and see the, you know, the streets fold with like, you know, homeless people in their tents, then it actually like changes perspective or until you go to Mexico and, and see someone, you know, down on, down on their luck, that's when it kind of changes that perspective. So it's, it's about, I think it's about getting people into getting people to see face to face with those problems, not to like rub it in and be like, Oh, like, see what's going on. Like you need to, need to help not even just that but i think like opening their mind and understanding that this is real and this is the problem i, I think that'll definitely help causes like that just to add something um, about the whole thing with uh, you know seeing that and, and and trying to help in any way my first job that i got i actually wanted to get that job just to send money over to like you know poor countries and stuff mm-hmm. like i was like 15 that I started like I, I actually would come home on the way home walking home from uh from middle school I would like stop by different stores and just like hey you guys need help whatever and I my goal like my literal goal was to just make money to send off to like you know like kids like you know starving and shit like Damn. like that's what I'm saying bro like <laughs> these events either break you or make you mm-hmm. like when you see some things either either make you like depressed and think you like uh, make you think like like uh like damn like this world is fucked up mm-hmm. or it makes you think like damn i need to do something in this world like i'm here like you mm-hmm. know i need to do something in this world you know what i mean like and those thoughts always come to my mind and like i talk to my wife about it sometimes and she's like damn you th- you think too much <laughs> i'm like i do but you know what i mean like i've always been this way i've always been like just thinking so much and i think that has a lot to do with me getting anxiety too so like that's another topic bro that's another yeah. topic of why i wanted to go into learning psychology as well you know mm-hmm. i think being an overthinker is good too in a, in a certain way like you going back to the religion thing like you challenge certain things right whether it's mm-hmm. rules at school or, or laws or and some some of it could be good some of it could be bad mm-hmm. but i just think the fact that like you're not willing to follow everything just because someone else in a higher status says it I think that's really powerful too. The fact that you can think about certain things and like, why are these things the way they are? Where some people are just like, oh, well, because I said so, or because so-and-so said so. They're like, oh, okay. And they'll just keep on moving. And, and it's like, not saying that's a bad mentality to have either, but like, you know, I think, I think sometimes they're missing a lot, little bit of the bigger picture, you know? And so it's good to like overthink about certain things, if that makes sense. Yeah, certain things are good, man. But yeah, it's uh, it's that living in the future type mentality that really messes you up because you start thinking all the possibilities that can go wrong 
mm-hmm. you start doubting yourself and you know what I mean? It's it's so it's, it's kind of like, you know, it, it could be a loose win, you know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. sometimes you do get it on right on the dot and you and you do conclude something, you know, pre-thought and mm-hmm. that actually happens and you're like, good thing I thought about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> sometimes it's just overthinking it. It just, you know, for nothing. <laughs> just for nothing. You're worried for nothing sometimes. Yeah, I feel that. So you mentioned uh, you mentioned plans earlier and going back to the, like being a child and stuff in high school. What was your like your plan? You know, did you kind of have an idea what you wanted to do career wise or for the rest of your life right after high school? Well, and I talk this I talk about this a lot in my um, in my podcast where I, I talk to people that have gone through certain situations like I have. Mm-hmm. And um, I mentioned the fact that at one point. I was hanging out with, with the wrong crowd for so for, you know, I was ha- hanging out with them heavy so much so that at one point I was like, I was like living day by day. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really, I wasn't really, you know what I mean? Trip sense. Like I wasn't really, my, the future didn't seem like it, it was, you know, it was clear. Like it was, was like moment by moment because I, at that point I realized that I was already sides that's the thing like i grew up around both sides like the, both enemies like as you, i guess you could say um and i was i was losing friends on both sides you know what i mean mm-hmm. and it was weird bro it was so weird that um i don't know bro i just can't put a my finger on how to explain how how everything was like because when i started uh, knowing what the whole gang mentality was the whole gang culture Mm-hmm. I was naive like I was just friends with people that were friends with me you know what I mean like and that that's the messed up part that these kids my age I was like like in the, in the elementary school and these kids already knew about the culture mm-hmm. at that age and I was just like innocent like I was just like no one like I didn't have no family members that would talk to me about the culture I, would, I didn't I didn't know anyone I just knew that I just wanted to have fun with these guys you know what I mean mm-hmm. and and little by little I guess they had brothers that were in the in gangs or whatever so they already were you know you know they seen it they seen it already so they already understood the culture but once um you know i was just friends with people that were friends with me and like when i was older already like they were just you know they would die they would be like hey did you hear it's so-and-so die i was like what yeah what were they sick were they sick or something (laughs) and now they got shot i'm like what yeah hey that's crazy and uh so that's that's what pushed me more to be like you know what fuck the bs like you know it's, it's our people like it's like a race talking bad about our race against our own when the focus i mean of course violence shouldn't be portrayed at, at all you know what i mean but wouldn't it make sense that if there's people literally calling us wetbacks from another race mm-hmm. and we are killing each other yeah why are it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense like how, how how does that how does that make sense right when that's going on the focus yeah. should be on people on us as a people sticking together and fighting against oppressors yeah rather than fighting our own for no damn reason yeah and i remember you had a you had a conversation like this i believe it was with the young high flyer i forgot his real name but you're talking about how like we kind of lost our sense of community coming oh, yeah 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 mm-hmm. in this like western culture right where com- or not communism uh capitalism is so pressed heavy right and it, we're all like individual doggy dog world and we just like we're all latinos right in, in this neighborhood or in this community but 
you know, we feel like, okay, if one person gets on, like that person gets on. And if you're not friends with that person, you almost like envy them. You hate them instead of like trying to be proud mm-hmm. for them. And then, and it's, it's, it's uh, reciprocated too. Like sometimes a lot of times you see people who come from these, you know, poor neighborhoods, they'll, you know, if they get on or if they, whatever industry that they get, make it in, they're like, you know, they're, they're keep to themselves and they don't want to give back. And it's all about me, me, me versus, you know, helping a community. And I think that, um, man, that, that goes back to what you're saying is like, you know, we're at the end of the day, I ended up like I, in a similar way as a kid, I never understood why like black and brown people didn't like talking to each other. Cause it was like, well, Hey, like we're both being oppressed by like the same group yeah. of people. Like why, why are we fighting? Like, you know, like the, it, again, it goes back to what you're saying earlier, the whole divide and conquer, and I remember that was like a big talking point of one of your episodes is just, you know, that, that lack of uh, unity in communities and, and whether no matter the race is just like, you know, there's people who oppress and there's the oppressees. And so it's like, you know, but the fact that the oppressees are still fighting over each other for scrap sometimes it's like, damn, like we're just, uh, we're not making any, we're not making any real like movement sometimes it feels like. Now, now let me ask you this, bro. And this is what I'm kind of like, I'm kind of being open about nowadays because i kind of figure like this a lot of platforms bro a lot of platforms and i focus on my my people's platforms Mm -hmm. uh, rather than to focus on in general platforms because everyone has their agenda yeah but uh now regarding my people's platform like yourself there's a just a whole you know bunch of you know our people that are have, have platforms podcasts um what is your thought on this question where we are all we all have our plans to why we have a podcast, right? Mm-hmm. My, my goal is to basically enlighten people and bring in stories to make people think about these situations that they went through so that they don't make the same mistake. Mm-hmm. And we don't, we don't go backwards with our people because there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, uh, um, you know what I mean? Like uh, hypocritical things that are going on with certain people that, you know, say something, but in reality, in real life, they don't put that to work. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like, and I've called out certain artists, you know what I mean? Especially artists because they have influence, they influence people. And I've called out, you know, certain artists and, and asked them like, okay, in your music, you're preaching unity, right? Mm-hmm. But in reality, you're still pushing that gang agenda. Mm-hmm. So what does that make you? Should we listen to your music? Should we continue praising that you're one of our own and you're trying to make it big? Yeah. Or should we... Or should we boycott your music? Because mm-hmm. this is no good for the culture. This is no good for our people because people have died mm-hmm. based on that type of mentality and that type of context. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm on that right now, bro. I'm on, I'm on actually uh, showing proof. You know what I mean? Showing, showing proof that, that I'm, I'm like not only preaching what I'm preaching, but I'm actually like Doing trying it. to do what I'm preaching. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's something else when you're trying to do it. Not yeah. only that, but, I think that there's a, a a scared mentality where, you know, what I mean, this whole culture makes you think like if you talk too much, that's not good because yeah. that's kind of like in the way dry snitching they call it. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. it's not. I don't think it's dry snitching unless you're doing it behind someone's back. But if you're actually asking that person, and you're face to face asking that person like, yo, like look at the way you're doing things. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's like it's, it's good for someone that's following you to hear you say all these things, but yeah. then watch you in your interviews talk about, yeah, 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 you know, oh, fuck them over there and this and this and that. Like, what? You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. where's the truth? 
Where's right. the truth? Are you really, you know, putting our people down in reality or are you really pushing our people up? Yeah. You know what I mean? What is the truth? Yeah. You know I mean, so how do you feel about that, bro? I feel like people will, at least in the music industry, I think people, at least younger cats, right? And if you're older doing it, I think, you know, hey, like it's time to grow up. Yeah. You know, this the that ones thing, that I'm but... referring to is are older. So that, that's yeah. even more of a, you know, shame on you for not knowing better. You right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. But if you're like, you know, in high school, fresh out of high school, you're in sometimes in your young and mid 20s. Yeah. You're still learning. And I feel like, they sometimes do that things like that because you see like takashi 69 get popular from it right or you get you see like other rappers in the past that's just like the re most recent example but there's been all kinds of rappers to do something like that right where they you know they promote bad things and then try and you know back talk people or start beef but it's just it's a part of like the culture and it's like it's not it's uh it's a bigger problem from like stemming from like what radio and tv and like news outlets and world star and all those different people that can put out news and media to us it's what they're promoting at the end of the day and if they're promoting all this bad stuff you know other people that are growing up are going to see that and say well hey i can get famous off of that right whether it's genuine or not whether i like this music or not i can get famous and i can make a lot of money like takashi you know and so i think that's where they're misled i think there needs to be a lot more mentorship you know, I think that's something you've preached in a yeah. lot of your episodes, too. It's just wh whatever it is, whether you want to go be a mechanic, a doctor, a rapper, like there just needs to be mentors, especially in black and brown communities to kind of help, like, steer the way. And I, I guess that's like kind of what, like, going back to what you're asking earlier, too, for my podcast is kind of like to provide those little outlets for different people, because like I've had politicians at a, at a local level on the podcast, but I've also had artists, I've had podcasters, I've had um, just different people, you know, and I'm trying to get, you know, like their uh, stories of growth, per se, because I work with kids. And, and I feel like a lot of times, you know, like they ask me things and it's like, well, I don't have the answer for it because this is where my life path has taken me. And I'm only 26, too. Like, I don't have all the answers. Mm -hmm. But, you know, um, you know, I know a good amount of even people my age like to listen to. And they're like, wow, like I'd even know you could do that. And, and they're like, you know, maybe changing their life in their mid 20s. So I just think, um, you know, it, it's, I think it's just all misguidance though, going back to like what you're asking, it, it's just a lot of misguidance and like why I think boycotting does help if it's just like flat out boycott and like no explanation to it, that person never no, going to yeah, grow. You gotta talk about it first. Yeah, right. You got to talk about it. Get people, not, not necessarily on your side. Cause mm -hmm. I, I, I don't like side, bro. I don't mm -hmm. like for people yeah. to be like, I want to be on his side. I want to be on her side. I want to, nah, that, that's just, uh, that's just on some, uh, some cheese stuff, bro. Yeah, I don't like yeah. that. <laughs> you know, but, uh, I like to bring in the facts yeah. how in, you know in history throughout history within that culture we've seen it go down horribly you know what i mean mm -hmm. because of what they're saying you know what i mean so let's learn from it let's learn from it let's learn from tupac yeah. story you know I mean? let's, let's learn from the whole beef you know that have gone through in history of hip-hop let's learn from it let's not repeat it right and let me ask you this who's worse um in the era of the whole uh thing with uh, uh hitler who's worse than hitler it's following it's following yeah right uh yeah because they believe something they could have they could have been like nah what the fuck we're following this dude mm -hmm. on some stupid shit like nah let me let me let me let me take a step back and i have my own mind i can make my own choices i don't mm -hmm. need to be following someone that says just it's because you you look like me you better act this way mm -hmm. no like those were hitler didn't kill anyone 
His following killed people. Yeah. His soldiers killed people. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So they're the fucking devils. Yeah. You know what I mean? So just bringing it back to hip hop, who is who is the who was the one wrong here? The one preaching it or the one following it? Right. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Exactly, yeah. bro. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm trying to get at, bro. You know what I mean? And like right now, like I'm coming to like I've been uh researching a lot of the our our own people that are that are leaders. Mm-hmm. And, you know, trying to find out what made them leaders, what made them leaders, what made people follow them. Yeah. And because like, I believe that like for myself, at least I consider myself a Chicano. Mm-hmm. Like I don't consider myself Mexican. I don't consider myself American. I consider myself Chicano mm-hmm. because I feel that in Mexico, they won't fully accept me. Right. Even though I do speak Spanish pretty fluently, but they won't fully accept me mm-hmm. in America. They won't fully accept me. <laughs> yeah, sadly. So where am I at? Where am I at? Should I should I go in their lanes or should I be in my own lane as a Chicano? Mm-hmm. And that's where I feel more comfortable. You know what I mean? Because like I I, I want to feel accepted. Everyone wants to feel accepted. Mm-hmm. And if I'm feeling like I'm an outsider to a certain to a certain uh side, then come on, like that's not that, that's not welcoming. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and think about like your experience right there. What you're saying. I mean, think about how many, you know, down here in Santa Ana and Orange County, there's a big Latino population, but just think about like Latinos everywhere. Like, I'm sure a lot of them feel, feel like that people who were born here, um, you know, that are like claimed United States citizens by birthright, but they don't feel like they belong. And I feel like that's also a part of the problem growing up sometimes is like, you don't, you, you don't feel like you fit in, you know, uh, my parents, I think did a nice job of, you know, I grew up in, in Santa Ana and then uh, right before high school, we move into this like suburb of Santa Ana. So it's a lot um, like more like middle class, I guess you could say. And there's a lot more white kids. But I remember like I didn't f- I, I didn't I never felt like truly like fit in. You know, it's like one that's a tough time to move around middle school. Right. Because you already have your established friends from elementary school. And then you move to a different city, um, different high schools, different ethnic groups. And I remember it was just like, you know, I think a, a big part of why I struggled Um like to find my true identity was like in high school, like I didn't have like a, a good core group of friends. Cause I, I never felt like I truly fit in. And so I just think, but that, that, that goes to the, the stem uh, stemming from the same problem. Right. Cause I, there was like some, you know, like Chicanos or even like Mexican born kids at that school, but like there were, you know, because I played football and because I played sports and I did have some like wider Asian friends, they were like, Oh, like you're not really Mexican. And then, you know, I'd hang out with the other friends of different ethnicities. And it's like, well, like, you know, you're obviously, I'm not white, I'm not Asian, like, you know, I can't really fit in with their groups, too, so sometimes I definitely did feel left out, you know? Yeah, and and I had this conversation with my homie, uh, the one that I make music with, uh, mm-hmm. he goes by SMK, mm-hmm. and uh, he, he was born in Mexico, and I had this conversation with him, and I asked him, well, do you think Mexicans from Mexico accept you fully, knowing that you know English, mm-hmm. knowing that you grew up here, in the States. Yeah. You might've been born in Mexico and you might go sometimes to visit, but do you think they'll accept you as one of their own? Right. He thought about it, bro. He's like, <laughs> that's true. Cause once, once, uh, once someone knows that you've been kind of like, I guess you could say tainted yeah. by another culture, they, they're like, well, yeah, <laughs> he's, 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 he's not one of our own anymore. He's, he's there. He's their people. Mm-hmm. He's their people now. So it's like, how do we take that in? How mm-hmm. do we how do we come to terms with the fact that we our own essence is rejecting us? Mm-hmm. That's where a lot of conflict comes. 
mm-hmm. not sitting down and discussing what makes us us. What yeah. makes us a unit? We discuss other things like, oh, you know, let's let's check out Selena's fucking hairdo and shit like that. Let's yeah. redo that. Let's 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 go in detail about that. Mm-hmm. But how about our culture? How about our people? How about mm-hmm. how we feel towards each other as a uh, uh, people that have different divisions because of either skin color, because of um, either you know language, you know barriers that we you know sometimes we don't speak. And then there's, and then that's just Spanish and English speakers. That's just Chicanos and Mexicanos and, you know, but then how about, you know, other cultures within Latinos? How about the uh, Salvadorians? Yeah. You know, how about the community? That's another, that's like, that's like, wait, uh, did you, did you pause it? Yeah, I paused it, but I just started I, up I, again. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, like I was saying, so like even the, even going, going towards uh, focusing on the Triki community, they have their own barriers. They're like, in Mexico, they are, you know, uh, oppressed. Indians, like straight up Indians, like, you know, the natives from mm-hmm. Mexico that still have their communities, they are oppressed. Mm-hmm. The um, people in Mexico, the Mexicans, they oppress them. They, they, they're they racist towards them. Mm-hmm. They're like, they're like America or even worse sometimes. Yeah. And then people don't talk about those things, though. You know what I mean? People choose not to because it's a touchy subject. Yeah, but you know, other things that are like stupid and just not not even worth mentioning, it's not touchy. It's not. It's not. It's, it's. I don't know, bro. It's just people get so so comfortable in and like in these in these like times where it's like, nah, let me just turn on the TV and just blank out of my yeah. own thinking. I don't want to think about reality. Yeah, I I, I want to think about what the Kardashians are doing. Why? Yeah, why, yeah. Do we wanna, <laughs> why do we care what other people are doing? Right. You know what right. I mean? On some entertainment. You know, like. Let's care about what we are going through. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and that's the thing, bro. Like, it takes time to to come to these terms. It takes time. It takes experience. It takes seeing fucked up shit mm-hmm. to be able to start thinking this way. And that's the messed up part. That's mm-hmm. the messed up part that even if we hear it, even if there was youngsters hearing this message, uh, they'll be like, yeah, but how does that affect me right now? Right. Mm. How, how, how do I fall? Yeah. How do I, how do I, how can I help at this mm-hmm. point? Mm-hmm. Well, they can help by spreading the word that we are being oppressed by ourselves sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it's a trip, bro. It's, it's, it's a never ending story because it's, all, it's always something that's going to come up that it's a barrier for us. Right. And I think another thing too, that you were, as you were listing off things that we need, because one, I think it, it is, to, to, to focus on reality and not so much reality TV and just other distractions. Mm-hmm. I think it takes a lot of discipline too. Right. And I think that's a, uh, while I'm not a, I wasn't a huge fan of school and like I did go to college, but it was more like a, a, a pressure from my parents and that kind of thing. The biggest thing I got from school was like discipline, right. Um, in order to play sports, I had to have a certain GPA in order to, you know, my parents always like laid out things like in order to have a car, I had to have a certain GPA, um, that kind of thing. And so I just feel like, you know, to stick to, to be good at school, like you don't need to be super smart, like birthright. You just have to like be disciplined with your work and do the homework. Like mm-hmm. when it's assigned, put some sort of effort, you don't have to put like max effort, but just put a good amount of effort. And you should be like, you know, granted, like there are some special cases with people like ADHD, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's a lot harder, but you know, for the like general public, I feel like most of the time it's just discipline. And that's where it takes is, you know, like to think about these larger than life, topics 
you know, a, a big thing I'm like really pushing a lot right now is like eco-friendly stuff, you know, environmentally friendly. Cause like, you know, I, I, I listen to different things and read different things that like we're killing our earth by how much pollution there is and all kinds of stuff. Right. All kinds of different reasons. And um, sometimes it can kind of get overwhelming where like, you know, I feel like I'm making my contributions and there's other, then you see other people not, and you're just kind of like, oh, like, I, I just want to give up, you know, but it's about discipline, you know, like this, it's like, I don't know, I, I stemmed back from school. I played a lot of sports too. So I feel like a lot of, I learned a lot of discipline from my sports, but um, it, it's all, all kinds of stuff, you know, whether it's helping out your community, understanding bigger kind of picture stuff, not falling into the, the rat race that is, you know, America. I, I just think it takes a lot of discipline. And sometimes we don't always get that as kids and the outlets that we're given. Yeah, not only that, but in school, bro, in school, like you get to choose, you get to find out what you're really interested in. Mm -hmm. Politics, I've never really been that much. It's been interesting how things pan out mm -hmm. at the end of the day, but it's never been that interesting to find out more details about how it works, which I kind of, you know what I mean? I, I, I freaking, um, you know, I don't like the fact that I didn't learn it early mm -hmm. on, at least the basics of poli politics and how it works. Um, because now I'm interested in it now, yeah. but like before I wasn't, you know what I mean? And there's a lot of things that I wasn't interested. In. I was just interested in like, in like things like sports. I was interested in like, you know, music and things like that, but in art, um, but other stuff that really now I'm passionate about, I wasn't really. So that's like, I have to start from, from scratch now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Oh, hell yeah. Which, yeah. So, which that's another thing that I, that I talk to people about, like, like, you know, learn about at least the basics of, of subjects that are relevant and, and, and all will always be relevant in life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think our public school system kind of does a disservice to us too. They kind of make those topics kind of boring. So I feel like we yeah. naturally like zone out for those classes anyway, because it's just like they, they teach us like such a vanilla, like cut and paste kind of copy of certain things. And you're just like, Oh, like, I don't, I don't really care about this, you know? Yeah, that's no, true, man, for sure, man. But like, but like, okay, say for example, bro, I'll give you this example for you as, as uh, having your podcast and platform. Mm -hmm. If uh, there's a, something that you see that pertains to, and you, you, you foresee some violence coming about certain situations where it's someone that you already had interviewed. Say someone mm -hmm. you interviewed is going at it with someone else you interviewed. Mm -hmm. And there's conflict. And they're bringing about their followers. Each followers are attacking each other. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't you think that you have you have something to say based on just knowing both of them, just knowing the fact that people can get hurt? I mean, don't don't you feel that we kind of have like a, a responsibility because we are we're preaching over here positivity, we're preaching change, we're preaching like let's get over the BS and let's be men, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's something I would definitely if put in that situation. I, I would I would say something, but I think more so to like the the guests that I interviewed, not so much make like a public statement on social media, because I, I don't know how many people that would actually reach of those people that need it. But if I had like the numbers of the people that were beefing, you know, like text them individually and just be like, hey, like what, what's going on? And try to hear them side out, like not try and come up very attacking um, and just try to understand where they're coming from. But then also just try and make a suggestion, to, you know, about like you said, keeping the peace and not promoting this violence, you know, or promo promoting whatever they're trying to promote mm -hmm. and, and beef about yeah. each other. But I, I think, yeah, like it's, it's, uh, it's like a tricky situation. Cause if, you know, obviously if you don't come out, it looks bad, but then if you do come out, 
and, and talk to them or ask them to do something like you don't want to seem super preachy either and people can get really defensive if you do you know sometimes it's a lose-lose situation bro yeah and that's what i'm saying though like like it's just so controversial to want change mm-hmm. just to yeah. want change in the world it's so controversial because there's people so stuck in their ways yeah. that by changing something it's like they get so offended it's yeah. like no no i don't want to think otherwise you know what i mean <laughs> yeah bro i i think it, it comes down to leading by example right I, I think as i've gotten older especially working with kids you can't you could tell like kids to do this and that and and, and maybe as younger teens or preteens they're like more impressionable but i think at the end of the day like they'll respond to like how you carry yourself and not so much what you're saying and, mm-hmm. and i think you know like over time i've kind of noticed that to be a little bit more effective you know um because i i feel like you know you, you keep spewing the same message sometimes it just goes over their head you know and, and at least like i'll say too even like in my friend circle right now you know i, I feel like some people my age at 25 26 or in the mid 20s they feel stuck at wherever they're at and i'm just like bro like you have so much life ahead of you but if i came super preaching was like you need to quit and do this and like that like they'd be like oh like you know like they might be overwhelming or blah 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 so i just feel like you know i I just got to continue to do me and and like like non-directly kind of try and inspire them that way i guess i don't know if that makes sense but you know kind of just do things in the background and hopefully they just kind of catch on and if they have questions and you you know be sure to answer them that kind of thing but it's not so much like you trying to tell them or order them how to do it. I feel with that, bro, like that we sometimes feel stuck in life is because we don't see the reward right away. Yeah. You feel me? Like, like there's been so many times that like, I'm just like, I'm just like, you know, and I have actually like stopped my podcast just, just out of nowhere. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just cold turkey. Not an announcing it, not nothing. Just like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, and then it's like, I'm trying to find myself. I'm trying to find why really I'm doing it. Yeah. Is it is it to is it to say that I'm doing it? You know what I mean? Just to say, oh, I did it in my life. Mm. Is it to is it to really put out a message that someone can learn from? Is it to is it to say that, you know what I mean, that me, a person that really was worth that felt worthless at one point to say that that I'm trying to do something in life. Mm-hmm. I'm actually being the change. Right. Not only saying, not only saying I'm going to change, but being the change. Is it mm-hmm. that that I'm going for? Like, do people that are stuck in life, they need to realize what it is that they want. Mm-hmm. Not just what people are telling them that they should do, because that's mm-hmm. totally different things. That's, that's, that's like, you know what I mean? That's just not it. But like, they need to find out what they want. Right. And reward themselves in the process. It can be small things. Like I do this sometimes. Like I actually, most of the time I do this just to have something to look forward to. Just simple things. Like I order myself cause I love vinyl records. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I, like yeah, vinyl. Yeah. I order okay. myself, I order myself a vinyl, like, you know, even on eBay or whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? So I'm like in the back of my mind when I'm kind of like, like exhausted from the day or whatever, I'm looking forward to at least that like, Oh shit. Like I'm imagining already playing the record. You know, yeah. vibing out to it, sitting back, you know, drinking some coffee or at or in the evening, drinking some uh, some some beer or whatever, you know, just vibing off to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we have to put ourselves in those places, in those situations where we know that we feel happy. 
right mentally we have to do it like when we're down and of course i feel down all the time <laughs> i feel like i'm like i'm just like like you know it's worthless sometimes i'm like damn like i could be mm-hmm. doing so much i mean I, I got five kids so i know that that's kind of like you know what i mean that's gonna slow me down throughout the day mm-hmm. but just knowing that that i could be doing so much more you know what i mean mm-hmm. that thought makes me feel like i'm like not mm-hmm. doing enough you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But we're tricking ourselves by doing that, though. I beat myself up for thinking that way sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I and then I go ahead and I well let me let me look at some motivational videos on YouTube. I mean, shit, we got YouTube. <laughs> There's so much good content on YouTube that could bring up our our spirits. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we're using it to to watch freaking uh uh Logan, uh, Paul Logan, uh, all those things. Like, <laughs> why are we watching them? They right. got their own life. They're living the life. They're living right. the life. Let them live, live their lives. Mm-hmm. You have your own life to worry about. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're worrying about it on someone else's church. <laughs> yeah. But I think that goes back to what you were saying earlier, how you said, you know, we have to find what makes us happy. I think a lot of people mm-hmm. probably couldn't answer that genuinely, you know, because they're caught up so much watching other people. Uh, whether Mm -hmm. it's on youtube or on tv or whatever platform that there is now you know you 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 base your wants off of what the kardashians want or what the paul brothers want or what the nba players want you know what i mean but like that may not be truly what you want but you feel like it is because you're spending so much time watching that and i think you know that's that's uh that's something that it it's a it's a challenge to finally discover yourself but i feel like the older and older you get it's harder to discover. And, and I think, you know, it's as a kid, you're, we're not really pushed to, to find out our individual true self sometimes, not, not at least at school. So it has to be like a family thing. But if you're, you know, a family member is pushing that on you, it's like, where do you find that? And so that's one thing I've kind of discovered about myself, you know, kind of like it probably took me to like 23, 24 to kind of figure out like what I really wanted to do. And even now it kind of, you know, add some tweaks and stuff to it. But um, it's all it's all part of the growth. You know, I think it's just a big process of finding out like what truly makes you happy. But I think a lot of people right now, if you were to ask them like that, you know, they wouldn't be able to respond. Yeah, that's the thing, though. We need to try different things, too, though. Yeah. And that's what I I, kind of get frustrated with my kids because I put stuff in front of them for them to try out. And they're like, so like. So like, um, I don't really want to try it. Like I have music instruments and I, I have them like play, watch, you know, YouTube and, you know, basic how to do things and have them like kind of mimic it and just learn little by little the basics. Mm-hmm. And they're like, eh, eh. so it's like a lot of kids are like that though. Yeah. You know, Cause I work in elementary school. So I, I, I've seen kids, like I see kids, well not right now, but I do it on, online, but I see how kids are with their, uh, their motivation. Mm-hmm. It's like lacking most of the time. Yeah. They need they need constant um constant rewarding just to keep going with something so simple. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And of course, there are those disciplined kids that are just like so disciplined from the get go. They don't need that extra discipline. For some reason, some kids are just born with that. Yeah, I guess you know even even if the family is dysfunctional or whatnot, some kids are just they they they, they just triumph. Yeah, with, with no extra you know needed uh help they just mm-hmm. do it for some reason and, and i i always applaud those kids because i'm like damn how how <laughs> yeah just internally they're born with that like like what is it you know what i mean mm-hmm. and some kids are just so much lacking that that motivation that you have to like 
push them and actually put them in front of their faces. Like, like here it is. Like, do yeah. it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what's yeah. crazy. It's like everyone's wired differently. And, uh, you know, yeah. you, we notice it in kids. But, like, as adults, I think it gets harder. One, it gets harder to talk about. And, two, it gets harder to identify, you know? Mm-hmm. No doubt. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. So moving back to your podcast, what what was the inspiration behind starting your podcast? Yeah, man. So um, I would always search for something like that. I would always be on the lookout for something to motivate me and more so if it had to do with my people. Mm-hmm. So I would look around for something like that and I didn't find that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I was like, why don't I find, why don't I see a platform where the people that I look up to with the music are talking, you know, they're talking about these, these real life situations, real life things that they've gone through and they'll learn from and they want to, you know, tell it to the world. They talk about it in their music. Like I, like I said, being going back to the same subject, they talk about it in their music, but in real life, they don't talk about those things. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I reached out to them. So like, I reached out to Kid Frost and you know what I mean? I had that conversation where, you know what I mean? Like you've gone through it all. And we're like, when it comes to having fame, I've heard that, you know, you get through, you, you get to um, experience certain things when it comes to like mental health, you know what I mean? And did you go through any of that stuff? And then he mentions that he, he went to, he was in the, uh, in the military. He actually did get P, uh, uh, PTSD and cause he's seen uh, one of his partners uh, die out oh, there. Sure. And you know, he gave me the rundown on that. And we discussed that. And that's something new. That's something that he never talks about in his music. That's something that people are going through right now in life. And he could have helped by mm-hmm. talking about it in his music. Yeah. You know? And instead of talking about, well, it was cool. I mean, he talked about the culture, you know, the Chicano culture, which is cool. You know what I mean? That's that that's what made him him. But talk about Chicanos also went to the military. Mm-hmm. That was a big thing. Like, you know what I mean? Why not talk about that? Why not talk about the fact that Chicanos in the in, in the in, in history have been told if you go to war, we will give your family papers. Yeah. Why not talk? And then they come back and they don't get no papers. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? So why don't why not talk about the real stuff? You know what I mean? They've mm-hmm. seen it. They lived it. You know. So you know, pretty much those questions. You know what I mean? And then that's what really made me want to like continue with it. We're like, damn, there's something here, something mm-hmm. really here that I'm tapping into. You know okay. what I mean? And 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 that's the thing. Like from the get go, I was never on some on some. I want to blow every single other podcasts out of the fucking ocean with you know what I mean and that's what a lot of people go into it thinking that way like yeah because they're told they're told through sports they're told through whatever they believed in that you have to be the best mm-hmm. better than the rest right why can't you just do you without going in it with that mentality because mm-hmm. once you get into it with that mentality you're like well fuck the rest I'm not gonna listen to their shit I'm not gonna listen to how they do it because I got my own way to do it I'm not gonna like you know I'm not even going to associate with them because they might think that I'm trying to jock them. Mm-hmm. And that's the type of mentality, bro, that every, a lot of people have, are going through. Mm-hmm. They, they, they start, instead of, instead of like being associated and, and, and being like on some like, yeah, that's cool. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe I can help you out. Maybe I can hit up this guest that I had and bring them onto your podcast on some love shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. People don't think that way. People think like, nah, I'm going to keep them all to myself. Yeah. This is my guest. Like, I got this guest on my, you know what I mean? And damn, I'm like, damn, for real? You want it like that? <laughs> you know? And there's that. like, that's the type of mentality that I start thinking. And I'm like, 
do I really want to be a part of this? Do I really want to be a part of this? I mean, I don't want to turn. I don't want to turn to some someone like that. I don't right. want to have my ego go up just because I have certain people on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and like I could be bragging about whatever, and I've heard other podcasts podcasters talking about. Yeah, I've had so and so on my podcast. I was like, good for you. What did you mm. learn from him or her? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And they were like, well, 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 we just talked. We just chopped it up. I'm like, okay, but what did you learn from them? Like, mm-hmm. like every single. Um, conversation that I have with my guests, I learn something. I get something from them. Right. And I and I and I hope that those listeners get something from it as well. Mm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I mean, I'm not getting paid for it, bro. I'm not getting paid for it. So it's not the money. Mm-hmm. It's really therapy for me. It's really therapy for me. Because that's like dope. I said before, like I was going through anxiety, and that's why I talk about certain things when when in my in my with my guests, I talk about you know mental health, religion. I talk about the the streets mentality, how we can change people's way of thinking mm-hmm. just by talking about it, you know, and all those issues, because it pertains to my own past and my own self, you know what I mean? That I want to address as well. And right. I want to address other people's way of thinking and believing that the, that it is what it is. You know what I mean? Makes sense. Yeah. That's tight. I like, I like hearing that, especially like you said, getting different, like, whether it's hood mentality or just all kinds of different things, like all kind of different perspectives. That's cool. How, how did you come up with the name hip hop, the hip hop spot podcast though? Uh, I don't remember. I just remember going through a lot of names. <laughs> just like, you know, just like rappers do rappers. You know what I mean? We, we start thinking like what resonates with me? What mm-hmm. really resonates with me? And I, at the end of the day, I ended up with hip hop spot because this is the spot where hip hop, hip hop was founded on knowledge. Mm-hmm. It was founded on, you know what I mean? talking about what enrages the people within like uh, the oppressed Mm -hmm. the oppressed we have a voice the oppressed have a voice we have issues we have things to address that the mainstream uh races won't let us you know have a voice right they they didn't let us be on tv before they didn't let us even vote they didn't let us you know i mean talk about situations that we see uh either some things that are in mainstream happening we have a voice to, to speak on. They wouldn't let us be in those conversations. So why not make our own platform to have those conversations? And that's where hip hop came to be. Mm-hmm. KRS One is the main yeah. one that I really, really, you know, that I really listen to and on some knowledge stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And to this day, he he's even he he's even like you know in front of people you know preaching that as a class. You know he has you know he goes to colleges and you know talks that talk. You know what I mean? So he's yeah. not just about talking. He's He's walking it, so he's really up, you know, he's really on that level. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, with all this, you know, so that's that's pretty much where it came from, bro. The hip hop spot, you know, that was just uh I'm gonna use something that you know pertains to me within hip hop, and um, you know, I'm about that, you know, is that, is that knowledge yeah. that I want to put in there. Yeah, and, and I like how you said that too, like hip hop was like the voice of the the people that were underrepresented. I feel like in a similar way too, like podcasts is is kind of like becoming that right it's a platform sure there's a lot of like celebrities and former athletes and former movie stars that are starting podcasts but i think it's what's cool about the podcasting is like any common person can start a podcast like you pick up a mic and 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 a laptop or even i'm pretty sure you could do it on your phone too you can all yeah you could you could start a podcast like that simple and and talk about these ideas that aren't getting talked about in the media and and like me being like a a journalism slash like communications major 
you know, for like such a long time, if you weren't on, you know, ABC, CBS or Fox or the five radio stations in that region, like you, you didn't have a voice, you weren't being heard. And so that's the cool thing about like podcast is that now because the internet's so expansive, you know, like anyone with a voice can, you know, put out their message and, and you can hear these different ideas. And, and it's a lot of times from people who wouldn't have been given this platform had it not been for the internet and for podcasts and becoming such a popular thing. It's, it's very similar to hip hop. I, I think in, in a similar way, like hip hop and podcasts have like very similar roots, you know? No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. And that's pretty much what, what's been my, you know, my, my drive for, to keep going with this. Yeah. You know? That's tight. What do you have as far as goals set for the next uh, year? Cause it's 2021. Uh, it's a couple couple weeks away. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm uh, one semester shy from getting my degree in psychology. So since I'm already working in the school district, um, yeah. So I'm I'm just gonna um, you know, go into it through the school district as psychologist and learn from that experience. You know what I mean? And um, eventually have my own office. You know what I mean? You know, therapy. You know, giving therapy to uh to families or whatnot. You know what I mean? Just helping the community. You know what I mean? Helping mm-hmm. because like. And I say this, and I've said this in my in my podcast, where when I was barely having like I was going into like the whole um, anxiety thing and panic attacks and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I wanted so badly to go see a therapist, and to this day I never went, just on the fact that I didn't, and I don't want to sound racist and stuff, but I didn't want to see a therapist that would be outside of my race. Yeah, because I felt that they wouldn't understand me. Right. You know what I mean, like. I don't want to seem like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, nah, they don't have the qualifications for it. I'm sure they do. But just on some cultural level, right. they wouldn't understand me. They yeah. would say they understand me based on what they've read about my culture. But firsthand, they wouldn't understand. Yeah. And that's the same thing, I think, with, like, me being in schools. I think it's, like, huge with teachers, right? Like, I think most of my teachers growing up through high school were all white. Um, I don't remember too many if there was Hispanic teachers that were teaching Spanish classes or maybe like art class or something like that. But I think that's important for every minority, uh, Asians, blacks included, Polynesians, every every ethnic group here in the States, because I think if you can have and not saying it has to be like, oh, like all your teachers have to be brown and Latino. No, but like it's good to have that mix because I feel like they can relate to what sometimes you're going through. Right. Um, You know, like down the street in the high schools that I work at, like, you know, sometimes kids, parents will get deported and like, you know, a a white teacher or a white counselor or a white principal might not understand what that may feel like, you know, and and have any kind of experience with that. And so I think it's good to have people of like that community, you know, similar experience, Latino background who may have lived through that even to kind of have them just as like a role model to guide them through that, what they're going through emotionally and, and kind of understand yeah. that perspective. And that's just one example, but you know, it, it goes for, you know, like you said, being a therapist, being a teacher, being a, even being a police officer, like anything. I, I just think there's going to be a lot more respect if you saw more people of your own skin color and your own ethnicity um, in those positions. Oh yeah, man. No doubt. For sure. As far as the podcast goes, what other plot, what other goals do you have for this upcoming year too? Oh yeah. Um, well I'm writing, and I've been writing uh, my stories like the novels. So mm-hmm. I'm into writing, uh, story writing. So uh, that's why I kind of, uh, I started a new podcast called My Hint That Can Write. Oh, and okay. I do that on Thursdays. Yeah. So I, I talk to like authors, poets, anyone that, you know, has like, you know, the written word, like, you know what I mean? Anyone that 
writes, you know, talk about their format, how they do it, how mm. have they published their works, how have they, you know, how do they stay motivated and how, what tips can they give to, you know, up, you know, starting writers, um, that type of stuff. Yeah. There you go. Uh, you do you yourself write? Have you ever had anything published? Nah, not nothing. Uh, no, uh, I'm writing on the uh, novel right now, but it's just it's just like it's hard, bro. It's yeah. hard. Like there's times that I like I don't I, I have nothing to put on it. You know what I mean? And I have done. I have you know taken uh, like workshops stuff like that. So I do kind of have an idea how to go about it, and I do outline. I do have like you know like synopsis of a chapter stuff like that, but it's not like it's hard putting it together like a puzzle. That, yeah, that's my problem. Sense. It's hard to like make everything make sense. It's hard to transition from scene to scene when it comes to novel. You right. know what I mean? Writing. Um, and that's what I'm trying to learn right now. I don't want to rush it because uh, with this story, I want to make it into a, I'm already talking to some people like the, the, the story itself. I want to make it into a film eventually. Ooh, so like, okay. so that, that, that's, that's the goal. That's the goal. And I want to, and it has a big, big message when it comes to, something that I went through historically like with my story um, and something that can bring about change within our people when yeah. it comes to like the gang culture and the street culture and just, just, just the, our culture in general, I think it, it involves as well because we, we put divisions in a bunch of um, a lot of our uh, day-to-day living. We put uh-huh. divisions within our own people. And I think this will shed some light in that and how we all, we're all the same at the end mm. of the day, we're all the same. And we all came from certain backgrounds that are similar. So why bash on each other for X, Y reasons when we're basically all the same? Yeah, that's dope, man. I mean, if so, Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, so I can just give you a little in like, you know, details about the, the books. So it's, it's called uh, Street Love. It's mm-hmm. called Street Love. Uh, Love Has No Color. Mm. So it's basically like a Romeo and Juliet. Because uh, I, grew, I grew up around Norteños and Sureños. Mm. It's basically a Sureño falls in love with a Norteña. Mm, so okay. it's like, you know, that clash that clash and like not only that but how i'm going to show like the raw you know of how things the name calling and at the end the recognition of we're the same the recognition of like i would die for you mm-hmm. type of shit like i would like genuinely die for you because yeah. you know what i mean there's that love chemist chemistry and you know what i mean so it's like it's like i want people to like step out of reading that book and say like and fucking love their fucking people, bro. Yeah. Like, on that shit. I want people to like <laughs> step out of that fucking watching the movie and be like, damn, like, <laughs> like fuck, why didn't I see that before? You know what I mean? Yeah. That sounds That's hard, yo. Yeah. I mean, good shit, man. Yeah. If, if I can help in any way promoting or whatever, man, be sure to let me know when it comes out and I'll do whatever yeah. I can to my part, you know? No doubt. Yeah. 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 All right, so be, before we uh, end the show, I do like to ask these fun kind of quick hitter outside the box questions just so that listeners can kind of get you to get to know you a little bit better. So the first question I'm going to ask, if you could have a conversation with any person, dead or alive, who would you want to talk to? Uh, I would like to talk to Corky Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. He was a boxer and he really stood up for what he believed in within our our, our people. Okay. Yeah. There you go. What, what? Rodolfo Corky Gonzalez. What uh, era of boxing did he fight in? Like what uh, decade? Um, he was like in the seventies, no sixties, I think. He 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 was he was a, a pretty good fighter, as I haven't understood. You know, I, I read some of his uh, work, and he he writes about that, and uh, you know, I've seen the documentary of him and all that. But uh, I would just like to ask him, like really, really, like have that conversation, just like me and you are having. 
yeah. but about, about how he sees the culture and how he sees the divisions within our people and what he thinks that it's going to take for a real change. Mm. That conversation. Also, uh, I would also have, like to have that conversation with Cesar Chavez because Ooh, yeah. there's a lot of sides to him. And I just, just going back to the fact that I told you that I don't fully see that Mexicans accept me and Americans accept me. That's why I give my own lane of being, you know, being Chicano, being labeled Chicano. Mm-hmm. Um, because he basically, but I mean, he took it a little further by saying certain words, uh, but he basically was catering more to Mexican Americans. Right. He didn't really cater to immigrants. Right. Which that's what a lot of people have, you know, that grudge against him. Yeah. Two sides. So I, would like to, I, would, I would have loved to sit down and ask him, like, what do you think would unite us all mm-hmm. as a Latino people, including immigrants, including immigrants, including other people's like, like, like Salvadorians, like Puerto Ricans, like, yeah. you know, all, all that. What can unite us and not have division between us? Like really those questions. And mm-hmm. I think it's a tough question to, to take in, but mm-hmm. I do believe there is some kind of answer for it. At least something that we can like make better in our day-to-day life. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. You just got to keep asking until someone come, yeah. come, comes up with the answer, you know? Mm-hmm. Next question. If you were stranded on an island, but food and water are provided, what are three things you would like to bring to pass the time? Besides food and water? A book? Yeah. Okay. Any book in particular or just one uh, book? Um, something that has to do with, with uh, staying motivated. Like a okay. self-help book. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's one. You got two more things. Oh, oh three. You said three. Okay, yeah, sorry three about that. Uh, nice. So uh, a book, a book, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, so was it water and uh, a flashlight? Flashlight. Okay, flashlight. And... Um, a machine that makes food. Okay. <laughs> All right. Just what am I going to eat? What am I going to eat? Well, yeah, yeah. Food food and water will be provided, so you don't have to worry about oh, that. Food and water. I thought it was water. Okay. I thought it, okay. Uh, 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 and and has to be a thing, not a person? It can be a person. No, people bring person. People before. Yeah. Someone that, that, that really uh, values me. Okay. All right. Cool. There you go. That's the three. If you could have any toppings on a pizza, what would they be? Jalapenos, um, uh, 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 let's see, tomato, pepperoni, and uh, bacon bits. Okay, there you go. <laughs> and then two more questions. If you could have any kind of exotic animal as a pet, what would it be? A giraffe. Oh, okay. Why a giraffe? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They're just... It's just cool and, and outside of the box, you know what I mean? Okay, yeah. It's going to be hard to store at the backyard, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's possible, though. <laughs> <laughs> and then last Maybe a qu- baby, a baby giraffe. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, all right. And then if you could have, um, last question. If you could give any advice to your younger self, what would it be? Uh, really take in the knowledge. Mm-hmm. Don't 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 listen to outside sources. Really take it in because you want it. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Good shit, man. Well said. Well, thank you again for being a part of this podcast and taking some time out of your Sunday oh, yeah. afternoon to be a part of this. 
before you go, go ahead and promote anything you'd like to promote with the show, your your upcoming book that you yeah. got coming out or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's basically just um right now it's just a two podcast. So it's uh every Thursday at eight o'clock through my Instagram live. I do my hint to can write. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we just basically, you know what I mean? I even address questions that people may maybe putting on the live, you know what I mean? But it's basically we talk about, you know, certain things within, you know, book structure and uh how how one can get better at their craft. Mm-hmm. Every Sunday we do the hip hop spot at eight o'clock, um, and that's eight o'clock p.m. Uh, Pacific time for people that may be listening to another uh, state or whatnot. Um, and we have uh, guests like artists, producers, uh, actors, you know, movie producers, directors, what just people within you know, you know, um, entertainment, you know, yeah. you know, we get down with that real talk, um, and then. Basically, the book, like I mentioned, is is like almost halfway done, but I'm not rushing it, so I can't really give no dates. Um, and as for, you know, as for just me, um, you know, it's just if you have any questions about me or you know if you want to you know be on my podcast or whatnot, um, just hit me up on my Instagram either through the Hip Hop Spot podcast or my Hint Can Write podcast. All right, sounds good, man. Appreciate you again for being on. Hey, thank you, bro. Thank, thank, I appreciate you, man. Like, you know, I've been listening to your stuff, and um, actually, uh, Marco from um, Marco from um, uh, Cardinalismo Clothing Brand had uh, mentioned that you know he says what's up. Okay, right on, man. Thanks, bro. Appreciate <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, man. Yeah, 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 man. And uh, I appreciate your platform, bro. You know, you're bringing the you're bringing light to a lot of good topics and a lot of good subjects uh, within within people's lives, and you know, trying to make a change day by day, bro. That's what that's all we can do, you know. Exactly. We can't take in the whole world, but we can take in, you know, a bit at a time. Yeah, one step at a time. I like that. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure, man. All right, man. Appreciate it. Good shit, bro. Appreciate you. All right, man. Peace to everyone listening. Stay yeah. up. Boom. That's going to wrap it up for another episode of the My Mike and I podcast. Like I said, I'm Noah Alvarez. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you enjoyed this previous episode or any of the episodes in the past, I highly encourage you guys to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're not listening on Apple Podcasts, just be sure to follow, be sure to subscribe, be sure to like the homepage on whatever platform that you're listening to on. And if you can, you know, help spread the podcast via word of mouth, you know, shoot it to a, a message to a friend, to a family member, to a coworker, whoever you think may like the show. I'd greatly appreciate it. Remember, guys, we have visuals up on YouTube as well, so you can watch this podcast or this conversation with visuals on my YouTube channel. Just look up Noah Alvarez. That's the title of my YouTube channel. But you can also just look up my mic and I, and they'll come up there as well. I have all the other episodes on there as well. Be sure to check out some of the older episodes too. You know, a lot of good stuff that I've had in the year. Got a few more episodes coming out this year in 2020. But I'm really appreciative of all the guests that have been on. I'm really appreciative of all the listeners that have listened to me and all the different interviews that I've had on the show. And I'm looking forward to all the growth that we have upcoming in 2021. That being said, man, I hope you guys continue to chase dreams, not checks. Never stop seeking knowledge and continue to push through whatever obstacles you may be facing. 2021 is around the corner. I know a lot of people like to use that time as, you know, to push new goals, new agendas or new whatever, new lifestyle choices, that kind of thing. Man, you know, take initiative and, and start it early, you know, and and understand that you may not see results right away, whatever it may be that you're trying to change. 
it takes a while to build a habit, you know? It definitely takes some time, but you, the more you continue to push through, I guarantee you it gets easier and easier as the days and days go on and on. So that being said, thank you everybody for tuning in. I'm Noah Alvarez, the host of the My Mike and I podcast, signing off.